Oh, oh, no. are, they, the are they some dumb son the bitches? The day of reckoning is coming. Did they bring a knife to Papa a gunfight? Papa John's. What? Sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd on. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to Nerd on the Podcast. We're doing it. But by golly gee, we're giving it to you, <laughs> and you deserve it. Uh, it all levels of nerd are welcome. And uh, today we got we got a special, special topic. We do. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start out with the question. Who watches The Watchmen? Oh. Should we compromise in the face of Armageddon? And what is a thermodynamic miracle? In 1986, <laughs> Alan Moore, self-proclaimed magician and anarchist, created his seminal work discussing and subverting the superhero genre in today's marquee topic, Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Come on. Not, not the movie, not, not the, the show. TV show. Uh, so, yeah, we're talking about that. But before we get too far into it, let's introduce our host. I am Tom. I am Ali. I'm Caitlin. I'm Corey. And I am Josh, and this episode is brought to you in part by the members of the Nerd On Nation that is powered by Patreon. As a member of the Nerd On Nation, you do get fun stuff. What kind of fun stuff? You get a Discord server in which you can talk to (laughs) us and other fans. You can get 10% off on uh, some of our merch. You can get early access to our merch. You can get exclusive bonus episodes. You can get all sorts of fun, fun, cool stuff. And you can find that fun, fun, cool stuff. Where? Nerdon.io backslash Patreon. Where was that? Nerdon.io backslash Patreon. Oh, man, I got to go today. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah, you do. And Look, that's part of ads. Yeah. <laughs> and if you do want to further support uh, Nerdon, you can head on over to our website, nerdon.tv, and find our partners tab in which it has all of our fun affiliates. And one of those cool affiliates is Comixology. We also have Amazon. There's a whole lot of uh, fun partners that you can shop and support Nerd On. I just wish I had a place that I could read comics more easily instead of carrying this big old book around. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you should go to Comixology. I What's hear that's that? uh, the internet's number one source for comic books. But at that. Ding. There is it is. It? <laughs> and you can check that out, nerdon.io backslash comicsology. But we are going to move on. <laughs> so like now that all of the ham fisting has been done, uh, we're going to move on to our first segment of our show, where at the end, since this is a full 12 issue and even then some uh, completed work, we are going to rate it at the end. So that is going to bring us to... Guess that, that Grump. grump. Who watches a Watchman? Wow. I like that. <laughs> that was really good. I like how you have to just say, usually it goes on. Who watches a Watchman? Right? Nothing else but right. appropriate, but like guitar. So if yep. you, if this is your first time coming in to, uh, coming in, to no. Nerd On and listening <laughs> To our show, right, Joshua? Uh, <laughs> this is where Agreed. we are going to go around and guess who's going to have the lowest rating for this piece of art. Uh, and it's going to be from a range of zero to five. And who, no matter how high, uh, if no, no matter how high it is, the lowest person in the group will uh, be, be the, the grump of the week. week. Mm-hmm. And we encourage everyone to play along at home, so send us in. And Tom, since you always explain it, Caitlin, can you guess first? Yeah, I can. But, I think it's going to be Josh. What? And I was like, but... 
before Caitlin jumps into it, if you want to be brought into it, Corey yes. has a part that talks about our I, Actually, I do. That's true. Uh, if you'd like to participate, we have a Patreon-exclusive poll where you can guess who the Grump is, and if you get it right, you get a shout-out, all that kind of stuff. It's a lot of fun. So check that out at nerdon.io backslash Patreon. But Caitlin. And, so Caitlin has can, guessed me. You can guess people like Josh. Yeah. Or, have, or Josh, guessed. who would you guess? Um, Popcorn am, it, baby. I'm going to guess uh, Caitlin. Why, why don't you look at me? Why the because, fuck didn't you look we, at me? Because we know, Tom. Ali? Mm. Uh, <laughs> my turn? Why aren't yes, you looking at me? Yes, your turn. I will choose Caitlin. Why don't you look at me during? Wow. Uh, Tom? Uh, Ali? Hmm. Hmm. That leaves one remaining. That leaves but me. Um, But Corey? Yeah, I'm going to say... Um, mm. I'm going to say Ali. Look at me during. Me. <laughs> No, wow. you know what? I'm going to say Goodness. Caitlin. Caitlin. Oh. Yeah. That's three on Caitlin. <laughs> what? Not only that, oh, but the Nerd on Nation also guys. thinks that Caitlin is going what? to be the girl on Caitlin. You guys. Oh. I don't know. Oh. Well, no. are, they, day, are they some dumb some the bitches? The day of reckoning is coming. Did they bring a knife to a gunfight? John's. What? Sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> still Sorry, waiting. I'm still waiting Me for the too. day. Same here. All right. Uh, so now that that's over, we're going to move on to our next saving, which is a complete spoiler of that, which is our initial reactions and our first impressions. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go first and say, uh, I only read this when I first read it was because the movie was coming out. Yep. And then I stopped. I was like, I was got to the point where like, I think this is the, to the point where like, Tommy died and Tom was born. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm no longer going to be that guy that doesn't know what the fuck this is based off of. And I read the mm. fucking book. Um, and I made it a fucking mission. I fucking like put off homework and shit. And I like read this instead. And I like my grades dropped so I can read this. <laughs> wow. Yo, Thanks, Alan oh, So you pulled the how Corey got through high school. Yeah. I mean, I was in high school. <laughs> and I just, I did that for everything. Was it like, the, <laughs> was it like, how, how, how long did it take you to read it? Well, I mean, it took me like years. He learned how to read to do I it. I think it, like over <laughs> over the course of like I think three weeks, it, like, yeah. it had, had nights. Man, and so like I mean, I did extracurriculars and I did you know, hang out with friends. So no, I'm, I'm just wondering. Um, but I remember like the night before I went to go watch it was actually the like I turned the last page. I was like, cool, I'm done. Mm -hmm. Now I went to go watch the movie and I was like, dope. But so uh, mm -hmm. with this book in itself, um, my God, um, definitely rereading it now as an older man mm -hmm. um it's definitely changed who i am and i'll just completely say this and it's not going to be a spoiler for another sequence but um when i was a kid i read it in one fashion and i thought it was this cool take on superheroes um and then when i read it as an adult i realized like no this is a subversion of what superheroes are supposed to be this is a critical mm -hmm. commentary and a critique on how we absorb fantasy and shit like that and like what this is and every comic book afterwards just decided to be this and he's like yeah. no that's not what that was about mm -hmm. um it was kind of like hey look the dark knight and then it's like everyone's like oh let's all be the dark knight it's like that's not what that was about um so reading this now as an adult like i i love it more um i have so much more uh, of an appreciation for it because of how many like weaving things there are within it and Alan Moore definitely worked really hard to like again self-proclaimed magician would say that he's these, these are spell books and what he does is it's cast a spell upon you mm. and so for me I really adore what he and Dave Gibbons have done um, and I do sometimes feel like a little bit of Alan Moore I'm like I get it I get why you would hate anything that's not the book mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um, mm. I loved it yeah 
Yeah. Nice. Kaylin. Yeah. Nice. I don't know. I'm just saying. What? I just like looked. I was like, who? Kaylin. I literally just like, uh, you know, those big machines when they pull the lotto numbers? Yeah. <laughs> it was random. your three names in my head. And that was what that was the one that. All right. On that's fair. Um, so I saw the movie first. That was my first uh, interaction with anything Watchmen. And that was so. many, many, many years ago. Maybe point. 11. Moons. Maybe 11 years ago. 2009. So. Yeah, maybe around then. Yeah. Um, or after. Not sure. Um, so reading this all this time later was a very interesting experience, um, which I'll get into a little later. But it was it was really cool to read all of this and have all of the context and get more depth more of the characters more. and also the like interplay, like the in-between stories that you don't necessarily need and you can gloss over or whatever, but they just gave so much more depth. To they the, they the, add so much richness to it. Yeah. And so when certain people go away, you're like, oh. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it, it was really, it was really fun yeah. to like uh, have my horizons broadened through reading this. You're fucking welcome. Yes. No. Because it's all up to Tom. <laughs> Content manager, seek me out. No. Um, <laughs> uh, hot take. My first impression. Hated it. Hated it. Hell yeah. Um, long time ago when the pyramids were still young. Is that how that yes. goes? Yeah. Um, and big, when I was first getting into comic books. When they were I, making the mountains. Yes. Um. Uh, a friend of mine, I've mentioned him, Buzz, he was getting me Shout into com- Buzz. Uh, comic books. And he and I had mentioned that I wasn't really into superhero things. He's like, no, you got to watch, you got to read this and all these different things like Preacher, Why the Last Man, all these kinds of things. And he was Watchmen like, okay. is not the comic you suggest to someone getting into comics. No. Shout it out to the Crusaders. Into superheroes. Yeah. To Buzz's respect, it was later on when I have had, I have read oh, okay. lots of comics by that time. And so I got into this and. It might not have been Buzz, actually. It might have been, like, a comic book store owner that was like, you need to read but this. You know what? Fuck off, Buzz. You know what? Shout out to Buzz. <laughs> anyway, dope uh, I read it, and, uh, yeah, I didn't dig it. I just was incredibly bored. Mm. That was my first time reading it. I have been been, since, been smacked to write. Um, <laughs> wow, I have rude. read it a couple of more times, and it's a much different take. Uh, there's a lot more to it. Uh, that he hasn't I got said I it. still don't hate it. <laughs> was your next time reading it after having seen the movie? Yeah, I think so, actually. Okay. Yeah, hmm. no. Uh, yes, it was, because it was in the past, like, five years, and then I read it again for this episode. Mm-hmm. And then you um, only heard Billy Crudup from then on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> shout out, though. Yeah, shout out. Um, but yeah, it's a much different experience. There's a lot more to it. There's a lot more... Um, complexity. Complexity that you're finding. I'm also more of an adult. Yes. Um, yeah, so, a lot of the subject matter. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, initial impressions. Cool. I hate to be that hot take, but cool. That's fine. That's not That's really a hot take. Yeah, I hated a lot of things when I first watched them yeah. Yeah, or read fine. them. Holly, um, for me, I didn't really know much about this other than it was like the New York Times bestseller, or it was on the list, or whatever. Um, but I never read it uh, until it was announced as a movie, and then I was like blown away by the trailer. I think it was, and I was like, okay, well, I'm definitely seeing this movie. Uh, <laughs> so let's go read the comic book. <laughs> Uh, and I did that, and I really enjoyed it. I, I was pleasantly surprised with what it was and what it was doing, and I love that it was simultaneously living in that superhero space and kind of making it work while also subverting it from a like conversational standpoint. Uh, and there's a lot of I just remember a lot of really neat and cool ideas of like you're taking everything, every possible topic, you know, 
the the superhero that doesn't have powers and, and then the one that does but like they're super op and what do you do with that um so yeah i just really enjoyed reading it the first time and then reading it again i picked up on a lot more of the um uh, a lot more of that like genre subversion stuff mm-hmm. than i than i originally did because originally i didn't necessarily pick up on a lot of it it was just kind of like oh this is like this is what happened to this group of, mm-hmm. of superheroes as opposed to it like thematically subverting it um and i'm a lot more conscious of that just from reading more comics and also funny enough watching um or having to deal with my personal struggles with uh getting myself to eventually watch amazon's the boys mm. oh, oh right. that's right right <laughs> no Wow. Which I had a huge problem with initially, and I still is not my favorite thing because I think it it tackles it in a from a point that I don't prefer. Um, but this, I feel like this is where the money is, so to speak, when it comes to superhero like anal- analyzing the commentary of like how it affects the life. And then also, I'm a sucker for alternative reality, alternative future stuff. You know, it's like winning the Vietnam War, winning the Vietnam War, Nixon going third term, like things like yeah. that. Like it's just like it's just fun stuff like that. That I that I enjoy seeing like what could have what you know what the alternative what reality if? was yeah. at whatever crux. So a lot of really cool ideas and visuals are amazing, well drawn. Um, Dave Gibbons, baby. Yeah, the paneling might be a little static and uninteresting sometimes, um, but you know we'll talk about that more as we go. But yeah, I might have to fight you for that. Good, uh, good stuff. Corey? Good stuff. Uh, mine's pretty much the same as Tom's, except that I read it after I saw the movie. So mm-hmm. had a great experience reading it as a kid. Uh, reading, you know, reading, mm-hmm. uh, reading it as well, like you know, young adult, mm-hmm. and then uh, reading it again uh, in preparation for this. I read through it twice, and it's just such a very. I read through it twice now. I read through it once before watching the TV series, and mm-hmm. once after watching the TV series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I have now had the Shoto! I have now had three separate experiences reading the same book. Uh, all of them very good, but all of them for different reasons. Yeah. Wow. Uh, That's awesome. So now that we're done with that, uh gives you a little heads up of what the uh, uh, ratings are going to be at the very end. We're going to move on to our next two t- sub- segments, which is going to be our brief synopsis and then our production. So, brief, brief synopsis. synopsis. 12 issues. In a world. Year. So, uh, it's all you, Tom. Uh, we're going to DC ta- boy. Yeah, right. So we're going to do this very fast. And the thing is, I'm going to make a lot of mentions from the superhero genre, but also this takes place in the 80s. Yes. Mm-hmm. Try to keep up with how uh, fast Thomas. After talk. the Vietnam War, that's kind of like a good basis. Like it takes place after the Vietnam War, and we won because of superheroes. Mm. Uh, so this entire story is about these several superhero characters that were based closely around DC characters, but also from characters that Alan Moore wanted from Charlton Comics. Um, but then this is how he examines them. So what the entire plot starts out with, and our POV character Rorschach find, is investigating the murder of the comedian. Mm-hmm. And it's out of that the comedian has been killed, thrown out of a building, um, and his identity is exposed. We later find out that so far through this new world in New York, uh, the Keen Act happened, and so all superheroes had to retire. So we're playing in this world where there's Except new— Except for the ones who are enlisted by the government. Yes. So we're playing in this world where there are rogue vigilante heroes like Rorschach. There are government-listed ones like watch, uh, like Dr. Dr. Manhattan, Manhattan and the comedian, comedian, and one of them is dead. And then there's other heroes who have went to retirement, and some of them who have been outed by public and made companies. So we live in a world where the smartest man, Bruce Wayne, Lex Luthor, you want to call him, created a big conglomerate. You have other ones who are like hot, you know, noir pinup girls like Silk Spectre who became— uh, famous for other reasons, and then you have people who are like Hollis, who was like Night Owl, who became who just went made a book and then left. 
Um, the entire book follows Rorschach trying to tell other members of the uh, crime busters. Yeah, the crime, crime busters, busters who are the successors of the old, like old crew of superheroes, the Minutemen, uh, that there is a plot of a mass killer killing people. At this time, there is so much tension uh, that Russia and America are going to go to war. Russia has invaded uh, the Middle East, and it's only a matter of time before Nixon, who is now running for his third term, to launch nuclear missiles and wipe out half of the eastern seaboard. Um, so there's all this tension rising, and you get to see this prism through Rorschach's eyes, who's not really a fun, wonderful character, but he's definitely a take on the caped uh, crusader detective. Um, and uh, there is dives into his psyche of like, why does he wear his mask, and why did Sally Jupiter start dating other people? You learn all their origin stories. Um, but all their all, traumas. Yes, but it all comes to a head where we end up finding out that Night Owl and uh, Rorschach, the quote-unquote dynamic duo, find out the plot is from Adrian Veidt, the world's smartest man, Ozymandias, King of Kings, uh, is plotting to so, like pretty much create like a distraction to create a and common nuclear war to create a common enemy. Mm. Um, so throughout this entire time, through all his other corporations, finding like a new island, bringing these artists, creating new life forms, eugenics projects, all this stuff, getting people to think getting Dr. Manhattan off the board, getting the community off the board, making sure that other of the heroes are distracted, doing something else. He is going to teleport a, a giant squid in the middle of uh, New Manhattan. York, Manhattan. And through that teleport, uh, it would kill the squid and it would release a psychic blast and kill 3 million people. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time our heroes have figured that all out, uh, they're 35 minutes too late. It's already happened. It's already mm-hmm. happened. He says, I would not let my entire final stroke masterpiece plan go to waste if I had the slightest inclination you were going to stop me. So it already happened. So he's the smartest man in the world. Well, yeah. not self-proclaimed. Yeah, he but, is. But he is. His um, PR team is By the time that the one, mo- <laughs> the most powerful being on earth, Dr. Manhattan, a.k.a. the Superman, a.k.a. God, um, can do anything about it, he's too late. Because to him, as he sees time uh, happening all the time, he understands that time is, always will be, and always has been one thing. Um, and he's also blinded from that event. Yeah, um, because of tachyons. Uh, and so by the time he gets there, all the rest of the uh, crime busters figure out like, hey, there's nothing else we could really do. So uh, as uh, Rorschach, Laurel, uh, oh, yeah. Laurel Juspesic and uh, mm-hmm. Dan Driver uh, realize that they're just two humans in the middle of something that they can't control. They consummate and realize that that's not life for them. Rorschach. Which Dr. Manhattan's very happy about. Yeah. She Ror- found... Happiness. happiness. Well, he's like yeah. sad but happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Dr. Manhattan, who Laurel was the only thing really connecting him to this world, um, realizes like he has to then leave. He's going to try to make new life on other planets and stuff like that. Um, and uh, Adrian Veidt, who pretty much had quote unquote saved the world by killing three million people, is left alone, much like a character that we'd follow in the book, uh, the Black Freighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Rorschach, Rorschach who does not want to compromise in the face of Armageddon. Um, takes off his mask in the final moment of humanity where he chooses to be Kovacs instead of Rorschach. And then Dr. Mahan kills him because he knows that the peace must sustain. Yeah. The and- interesting thing about that, which I love, is the fact that like Rorschach knows that it's the it was the right thing, but he knows that he also has to... Well, his world is black and white. Yeah. He's like, I have mm-hmm. to go he tell not- him. Yeah. And he goes, and I know you have to stop me. So, he, so yeah. do it. He does not live in a world of gray where this... The, the end, the conclusion of this book is a gray uh, solution piece. Um, and uh, before he died, Rorschach, he ended up turning in a journal to the frontiersman 
and that wrote down all of his detective findings. And when they find out that Russia is no longer going to shoot missiles, and now we have to take out those articles and columns, we got to write about something else. They open up the book, and then the Publishes. editor says, yeah, leave it all in your hands. Mm-hmm. And so it gives the audience a chance to say, what happened? What do you want to have happen at the end of the book? Mm-hmm. And that's it. That was about time. I skipped a shit ton. Yeah, oh, yeah, but yeah. But yeah. <laughs> y'all, we're, we're gonna talk Nerd about Nerd on get back this, Comicsology. This is the longest comic that we have done on this. Yeah, I think so. So yeah. far, we typically have done six issue runs, and it's never considered a comic, right? It's a graphic novel. I think it's considered a comic. Well, it releases comics, then, yeah. yeah, and then it's a graphic novel second. Okay. Oh. Um, cool, cool, cool. The thing is, it's a funny thing about it, and I'll go a little bit into it. Alan Moore. Uh, wanted to, he didn't know what he can do with it because he had everything all laid out. And Dave, uh, Dave Gibbons actually is the one that like, hey, I this is what I've drawn, 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 drawn so drawn. far. And Alan Moore said like, you're the only one that kind of understands what I'm doing. Yeah. And so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just before I get into the production, so with the 12 issues, it seems like this is typically uh, longer issues than mm-hmm. most. They're thicker. They're yeah. definitely a little thick oh, boys. Yeah. And so like, I have in front of me the sequel series that DC made um, that is actually the uh, events after Watchmen. Okay. Oh. Um, and within the DC continuity. Uh, Called Doomsday Clock? Doomsday Clock. Nice. Mm. It's like 30, 40 pages uh, issue. A oh, pop. Okay. Wow. Interesting. So let's get into the uh, production. The publication is DC Vertigo slash, which is now DC Black Label, which did V for Vendetta, Sandman, 100 Bullets, Why the Last Man, Hellblazer. Ooh. Writer yes. is Alan Moore, Saga of Swamp Thing, Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow, Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. It is based on characters from Charleston Characters, which was bought by DC. The artist is Dave Gibbons for The Man Who Has Everything, Green Lantern, Dan Dare. The editors are Len Wine and Barbara Kessel. Mm-hmm. The original publication date was between September 1987, 1986, I'm sorry, and October 1987. The series order was 12 issues. And copies sold 250 to 350,000 copies oh upon initial release and another 100,000 in 2007 to now over 1 million copies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy God. It's kind of a big deal. Dude's it's fucking rich. Yeah, he's making uh, a couple of he, dollars. I don't think he doesn't, I don't think he makes any money off of it anymore. What? what? He, uh, if you ever look at anything adapted from Watchmen, it's only by Dave Gibbons. Uh, because Alan Moore was like, I make it, I'm done. I'm not here for money. No, I just mean off wow. this. No, yeah. He doesn't make I anything. I don't think he makes anything off this anymore. Even though his name's on it? Mm-hmm. I, doubt that. I think Dave Gibbons is purely the sole creator from it now. Whoa. Like, legally, like the, if his name's on it, they have to be paying him. The thing is, like, the writer can have it, but then like legally he could say, like, I don't want to be contractually obligated to get any money from it. Wow. Because uh. that's the thing where it's like I'm gonna I, research it. Yeah, I think he was a one and done man. And so that's kinda Alan Moore. Okay, I'm gonna just open he's, it up. Alan a, Moore is a crazy ass dude. I a, love the man. Yeah. Like his most, one of his most recent things, where he literally tried to like rewrite Genesis, and it was like each what? book is like a spell, and that's why I'm what? saying like he is like a like a self proclaimed mm-hmm. like anarchist as well as like magician, and like this book was written as an anti Reaganism like thing. And, like, his shit is so, like, you know. I thought you had pulled out a flask and was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> like, and that's the thing where it's, like, his shit is so on another level. Like, the way he writes certain dialogue and other things, it's, like, um, have you done that thing where, like, if you read this correctly, you can say it will sound like the right thing, but it's all spelt wrong. Right. 
Like, so it's like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, like, those games. Yeah. So, like, saying like universal dimension, but it's spelled like universal and it says dimension as like dementia. Oh, yeah. He does that shit in, in a lot of times because he wants you to read it as if like you are viewing two universes at the same time. Right. Wow. And I'm like, he's like, it's it makes ex- sense. He says, That's fun. And from him, he's like, I'm giving you explanation and exploration at the exact same time. Hmm. And I'm like, that the, shit. The only on the- thing he makes money off is the is comic. This. There you go. Oh. No other other publication. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I was like, that that man is a fucking like he's on another level. Like I think he like took a shit ton of DMT, saw the eighth dimension, <laughs> yep. and was like, I gotta write about it. Probably and I was like, so. you know what? He probably seen some shit that I'm not prepared to you know like, deal with. <laughs> you know, my mind cannot comprehend. The Watchman is the uh, the the link that yeah. I can go to. That's it. Um. So yeah, let's get favorite into favorite parts it. and characters. Favorite parts. Um. I. My okay, I'll just off the off the off we the, have the same one off right? the chain, baby. Um, I think popping off favorite chapter, favorite trait, favorite issue. Yeah, is when is it four? It's when Doctor Manhattan leaves to go to Mars, and he has the picture in his hand, and it drops. Yeah, and oh, then that's so a really cool. Section. So yeah. it's the entire time where he's reliving his life, and then every once in a while he says, "The picture's in my hand." The picture's that uh, two seconds from the ground. Just to like kind of hop on that that section, I actually I liked it. Loved it so much that I actually went back and read it a couple yeah. of times. Wow. Because the other fascinating thing that I found about it was the tracking of events. Mm-hmm. I just love that it was like, it is this date and blah, 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 and we'll mm-hmm. go back. And then something else will happen and then it'll repeat. And then it is this and it, it, I am it, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. I like that it gave gave you a lens to look at how Dr. Manhattan perceives time. Because a lot of people who are like just fucking casuals. No, but people who just don't know <laughs> uh, the uncultured. It's fine. You're accepted here too. Uh, is that they 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 think uh, Doctor Manhattan is omniscient and he's not. Mm-hmm. It's just that he perceives time all at the same time, mm-hmm. yeah. and so like he can see his future. He could see him dating somebody, even though at the very end he sees them breaking up. Yeah. Like and so like to the him, thing where he's like, I see never wanting to lose you, knowing I always will. Yeah, and so in that sense, it does give him a chance of like I know things are happening the way they are, and like I, one of my favorite lines is uh, later on in another issue when um, he explains what time is. He says. Uh, time always has been, it always will be, and it is. You humans just choose to fixate on one edge of the time at a time. And I was like, holy fuck! I also yeah. I also love how that part is almost poetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like, I, I'd love to take the dialogue and then write it out like a poem, but uh, yeah. I love the repetition of the line, and the picture is falling, mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, I just... I just dig it. I could probably put that as a tattoo on me, and the picture yeah. is falling. It's, it's not not too far from um, my favorite uh, issue, which is nine, mm-hmm. and that's coming back to Mars mm-hmm. with Laurel. Yeah, and where she I learns about her dad. Where she learns about her dad. Which. It's fine. We I can just say what happened. No, yeah. yeah, I specifically went to to like, and I just wrote down that it was nine, just for oh, my own reference. Yeah, so yeah. I just knew, but we um, just know our favorite ones. Yeah, that's yeah. All. Uh, but yeah, that one I just really like because that was the exploration of her as like her character and her coming to terms with like who her father is. And, and it plays out yeah. the end. But then it, like I really like that it was it really went into those like existential questions of like like oh life isn't special. Like like oh, oh. in the synopsis he said he left to make pl- life on other planets. Mm-hmm. Like what that's not the case. He just left because he didn't think life was significant. Well, he it said, was a significant event in Well, he said maybe I'll go make some of my own. Oh, yeah, I guess he says that, yeah. So, yes, it is significant because that's but, the reason why he finds connection to humanity because he says thermodynamic uh, miracle. miracle. Right, but then, like, towards the end where at chapter nine or whatever, yeah. he they're on Mars and they're like, look, there's, you know, there's 
no, you know, Alaskan like pipelines they're, they're, here. There are ninety. Uh, there are cliffs that are ninety miles high. Yeah, it's like, they're, like would a pipeline, oil pipeline, make this better? Yeah. You know, it, and he, well, and then Laurel starts losing the fight. She's like, I guess to your point, like nothing mm-hmm. really matters. Yeah. But then she starts crying, and then he opens and says, like, you are my only connection to humanity, and realizing that out of circumstances that other people and thousands of sperm from that people mm-hmm. end up making two he people comes to that, the realization of like it. a woman who made love to someone that she can only hate mm-hmm. made you made you and yeah. so it's like <laughs> yeah which yeah. tiny <laughs> and it's tiny, like as a girl to hear that it's like tiny noticey thing which could totally be just like a random conspiracy theory but when um john disappears into that little solar system into like a cloud of smoke that mm-hmm. Osmandius is looking over all of a sudden i was like Wait, is he God that made like the the universe like Earth? Did he like have a time switch and go back and, and create so, Earth and create the events the, that led up to now? What does he do in the first issue or in that issue where he says, "If I had never been born, if my dad was never a watchmaker, if I never gotten that thing, is it the fat guy? Is it the watch? Is yeah. it is it this? Right. Like, which one came first? Exactly. Doesn't really matter. So, yeah. and that's what I mean is like, did he just have this moment where he's like? Huh, I'm God. I made this. Let's do it again. Like, could be. Because he also like disappears into the little thing. And I'll, immediately I thought of the snow globe that Lori brought up. So I'll say this. So on the table, if you're watching on YouTube, I have Doomsday Clock, which is DC's sequel to what this is. Right, right, right. So once Vertigo got rolled into the DC continuity, they're like, cool, what do we do with these characters? And Jeff Johns, fucking mm. no best motherfucker, wrote these. Um, but it took him hell long to do it. But also at the same time, HBO ran by Damon Lindelof, mm. did a show. And these are two different sequels. <laughs> both good. So whether you want to do the comic book sequel or you want to do the TV sequel, they're both very good sequels. Uh-huh. And they deal with what happens after. <gasps> oh. Mm-hmm. Do, so am, I'm not going to say you're going to fucking watch, watch them and read them. You're going to so culture good. your fucking self. Um, <laughs> fine. I mean, you both named both my favorite parts. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, specifically, though, the, the one where they're on Mars. I mean... Yours is pretty self-explained. The entire sequence, I think that's some of the most beautifully written. Yeah, yeah. Chapter four with John in the picture is one of the most beautifully written comics I've ever read, mm-hmm. especially as an adult. Um, but like the one with uh, where they're on Mars mm-hmm. and she's exploring the backstory of the comedian. It, I think it's a really wonderful, wonderfully written reveal of like the hints are always there all mm-hmm. along that he's yeah. her dad. Like especially when he's like, yeah, you don't have her hair though. If you look at the coloring, it's the same color. Uh, his and hair and her hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, it's interesting to, to get halfway through this book and know the comedian as one way and then just see this other side of him where he was very humanistic just trying to connect with his daughter. Yeah. Um, and then you see when uh, Mama, Mama Spectre mm-hmm. say like, but he was so kind. To get kindness out of a man like that is everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. And like, yeah, just about? like her... <gasps> Yeah, that that was the other fascinating part was Sally's attachment to the comedian, mm-hmm. like, like despite the events that yeah. that transpired. Like that was that was also it just it is such a good job of like just at the very the, end when she kisses the picture. Yeah, yeah, it's still like such a great exploration. Fuck this guy, but also I get this guy though. Yeah, because it's like it's a very sensitive topic, and they somehow or Alan Moore somehow nailed like exploring it in such a. Um, graceful innocuous way, way yeah, yeah, graceful way, yeah. Another, I see Josh about to say something. I was gonna say another, just purely from a visual standpoint, is the basically destruction and rebuilding of Doctor Manhattan. Mm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, that just was so was cool. The nervous system, terrifying. walking around yeah. with the brain. The, I mean, it was just so, and well, everybody's he put reaction him, he put to put himself back together slowly. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So that that was just a really cool sequence of events of like, especially like the people like they're realizing what's happening and just the the whole event is just, I mean it's it's just a whole bunch of tragic events unfortunately, but um, yeah. but it's such a beautiful it's a beautiful story actually. I think. Uh, yeah, I I I really like the like the comedian actually uh, like what he's done to everybody. Yeah, and like I would say he has a flat arc. Through the through the 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 book, and everyone's kind of affected in one way or the other. Like Adrian, in some sense, respects him because he understands it. And actually, all of them kind of respect the comedian, even though he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Because uh, I think Rorsch- even Rorschach. Rorschach says it where he's like he understood humans uh, indefinitely and chose to parody them and chose to show them what true truly American thing is. And it's that line that I fucking think Jeffrey Dean Morgan in the movie did very well. It's like, what happened to the American dream? What happened? This is it. You're looking this at this is the American dream. I was like, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's it's I mean, there's a lot of notion in the in the book where it's kind of like Rorschach is like, is fucking this piece of shit where he's like he hates liberalism, he hates women and and different ethnicities, and he's racist, and he's actually a self-parody of himself because he doesn't comp he I never compromise, but then he But do- he does he compromise a lot. Quite he often. calls everyone like fucking scum of the earth, but he's the one that smells. He's the one that's living off of people, eating yeah. their food. Eating their beans. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, you know, this is the the audience surrogate to get to know this world. And you know Alan Moore went on record being like, if you like if you relate to Rorschach, stay the fuck away from me. Like <laughs> he's your favorite character. Yeah. You're missing the point completely. Oh, but I will say I do fucking love that one line, Adrian Vite, and he says, "I did it 35 minutes ago," and mm-hmm. I just oh, uh, that was terrible. It was such a gangsterish at gangster moment, and I was and like, it just cuts back to post that. Or yeah, like, yeah. I, I was like, oh, so gangster. Not the movie Rorschach, by the way, because they got rid of all the racist and well, oh, he's cool. Yeah. The things yeah. that make him yeah. deplorable. Yeah, right, Earl Jackie. Jackie Earl Haley. Jackie Earl Haley. Oh, he's so fucking good. I mean, he killed it. But like that, if you like the movie Rorschach, that's fine. But if you like this comic book version, you have some fucking... Well, I would say you can still like him, but you don't want to be him. Right. If he's your hero, that's that's where... I still like Hannibal Lecter. I don't want to be... Right, right, right. That's (laughs) what I mean. That's what I mean. Um, I don't want to be his friend at all. Fair. Kaylin? And of course, just as we're talking about... Hannibal Lecter. Rorschach bad. Uh, one of my favorite scenes was, or w- interactions was Rorschach having the time with the psychologist. Mm-hmm. I oh, forget man. his name, but at first when he's like, "It's a pretty butterfly," mm-hmm. it's two people dancing. Mm-hmm. Caitlin's like, like, "I feel this." I do mm-hmm. so badly. Well, I feel like it's it's one of the better depictions of like having really severe mental problems and then being around a bunch of people who like you know are just not going to get it. So you're like, "It's fine. I'm fine." Don't worry about it. If I explained what this is to you, you'd have nightmares for months. <laughs> like, and and when he does, that's exactly what happens to the psychologist. Well, the thing, the he thing loses about the psychologist too is if you read his notes, they go from being really eloquently written to suddenly short sentences, much like Rorschach's, yeah. where he's like, "Home, wife is da 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 da, yeah, yelling at me again," and you're yeah. like, "Oh shit, you're." You're, well, he's you're freaking freaking Rorschach. Like the first crack you see him's like, it should have been Kovacs, not Rorschach. And it's like, yeah. oh shit. But then he starts writing mm-hmm. those short sentences and yeah. And I mean, even then Rorschach doesn't speak actually pretty intelligible. Like it's actually like really broken up English. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only see, when he's Kovacs, he actually speaks pretty eloquently. And only because I feel like Rorschach, <coughs> this is a totally, completely side tangent, but like if he wasn't fighting for the side of good, he would have been a really great joker. Hmm. <laughs> 
Just I think like, the Joker would have killed him one day because of Rorschach's mythology. Right, 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 right. I he just has, mean I the same. The same to be a Joker. The same kind of brutality that Rorschach oh, yeah. has oh, for sure. is a very good yes. like mirror image to what I mean, Joker's is. Same thing about Adrian Veidt. I mean, I would say he's a closer to a Punisher. Because oh, okay, yeah, I could see that. Punisher's very like. Yeah. I would say Adrian you do Veidt bad, can make a good Joker. You die. Ooh, yeah. he was just as brutal. I mean, when that guy actually, shot. Yeah. Wait, Adrian Veidt? Yeah, he's a. Gangster. When, that was, yeah, but I mean, he could make dope. it if he He's was like, no. If he was on the side of evil, he'd make a great. Well, Joker. I loved it. It's like, oh, what if we God. shot you? I guess I just have to catch the bullet, and then and, and then, then he fucking did the bullet. And I was like, gangster. Yo, shout out to the homie. You know Here's what I'm saying? saying? Like no, Tom and I were we talking in the car. Shout that out when positively. I was when we I was that out well, negatively. Yeah, I don't know. So with Adrian Veidt, I as a kid didn't get it, and I was like, when we released the giant squid, that's fucked up. As you get older. As I read it as I was older, I was like, yo, but like... Peace, nonetheless. He saved the entire... When they're talking in the war room about what would happen if the nuclear war happened, and they lost the entirety of the east side of the U.S. until Texas, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, the lives accounted that way is, well, is it's half ha- the population Those are how US. many American lives. Right. And they're not even talking about like what Russia would have been doing. They, they would have been killing everything on the way to And they're America. like talking yeah. about how Mexico will get a brunt of it and all that kind of stuff. Not not to include the nuclear winter and weather changes and all that kind of stuff. Um, so at the same time, like, it's, yes, it's the utilitarian methodology. People, but like, what did we get out of that? We got yeah. peace. Yeah, world peace. World as, peace. As, as opposed to losing probably all of humanity. Mm-hmm. So, so while yes, maybe not the greatest guy, at the same time, I'm like, as I got older, I was like, Yo, I'm kind of on his side. But <laughs> peace <laughs> nonetheless. But and Thanos. that's why Rorschach died because he couldn't no, live. Thanos in a- is the opposite. Uh, Thanos is the nuclear war. Yeah, Thanos <laughs> right. is the nuclear war. That that's why Rorschach died because he couldn't accept the fact that this peace that would usher a new age of people, a stronger, more loving world, uh, that he'd fucking have to die. Can yeah. do it. Yeah. But also fuck Rorschach. But also, <laughs> yeah, fuck Rorschach. That Nazi sexist piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> but, uh, but also, garbage. well, I mean, that's the thing where it's kind of like you're not really supposed to, I think, sympathize them, but more understand yeah. that someone who does this is highly traumatized and needs mm-hmm. literally like, like help. Yeah. Needs help. And so, so it's trying to, and like that's something on record that Alan Moore has talked about. Like, Dr. Manhattan represents Superman and Rorschach represents Batman. Mm-hmm. What I. What I yeah. will say is that Rorschach has always fascinated me. Yeah. He's not yeah. my favorite character. Yeah. He's just I would from say a design that. standpoint and from a mm-hmm. oh the uh, design is fantastic a character backstory and just the tragically flawed person that he is. He just he fascinates me it's as a, a character. He's, well, he's a compelling character. It's why yeah. it's why Jackie O'Haley and Zack Snyder made him that way. He is. They got rid of a lot of the stuff because you're like you do have a really fascinating. character. Well, and also they said yeah. they didn't want to have like the probably the best character in the movie probably be like such a terrible person. Sorry, it's yeah. a pretty downer movie. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, no, in it's uh, not enough. Have you have you never read the Before the Watchmen? It does like small little like one shots of like uh, of Rorschach and Night Owl together and this really dope shot of watch of Rorschach and his cover where he's like pulling his glove and it looks so fucking good because it's like newer animation or it's newer yeah. art style. Well, I love oh, that mm-hmm. uh, Dan... Owl talks about how Rorschach used to be. Mm-hmm. He's like, he used to be super nice, really intelligible, beautiful tactician. Like he was, his tactics were unpredictable, which made him great. And then he just one day just fucking lost Snapped. it. And then next you find out what it was that, that made him snap was that like kidnapping mm-hmm. thing. Uh, but uh, I, I mean, there's so many little things in this aside from story, just art wise that like, uh, which I'm assuming is credit to Dave Gibbons as well as Alan Moore, but mostly Dave Gibbons. Like the the anytime they're outside of uh, is Moloch, right? 
Mall Oxley, a house. Uh, the RX sign that flashes. So you get yeah. the red and then the blue and then the red and then oh, the blue. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what uh, going which on. wasn't included in the movie, hmm. but I thought was such a wonderful tone, uh, especially being someone who lived in New York and knowing exactly what that shit. Yeah, there it is. That shit's about. Uh, there's a lot of shots inside of Moloch's house and apartment, and it literally goes from one frame is red, next one's blue, next one's red, next one's blue. Hmm. And I thought that was such a beautiful aesthetic choice. And I, to me, that's something in film that I love. It's like a stillness that happens, or it's a cutaway you'd think that happens in between action. So it kind of gives like this breathing, like something like this yeah. is yeah. a normal world and shitty things are happening inside. Yeah. Um, and it's just little details like that um, really allowed me to feel what it might have been like, which is mm -hmm. cool. And I'm kind of curious because I, I feel like this is, for this particular book, I feel like the colors are different than I'm, I usually see with this style of art. Like I just, there were like the blues and the pinks. And more like, pastels. Yeah, more pastels. Like mm -hmm. I feel like it was, it's a different experience than reading. Like more other, vibrant? Yeah, much more vibrant. Mm. That's the word that I'm looking for. Yeah. Much more vibrant than comics that I would that oh, I've in, seen. Oh, in this kind that. of subject matter where it's like dark and grim and brutal well, it's, yeah. it's this style of, of comic book art. Oh, it's like that, pulpy looking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the, the colors were much more vibrant. Than, yeah. Um, which I really, again, that, that, that does make this book pop. I think more. that's definitely a choice because, you know, this is the same time that like, Chris Claremont and all that, sh like I mean, earlier Chris Claremont was like getting into the X Men and shit like that. So we definitely had like the cool raw actiony looking stuff. Yeah. But I mean, like, so just even the point of like having the happy face as a big symbol, like they picked that because they knew that that was the most iconic form of happy cartoon right. and comic. Yeah. And to throw a blood stain on it's like or this ketchup, ketchup, whatever. It's it's fucking blood. It's human bean juice. End, both. It it's wasn't. human bean juice. At the end, it was ketchup. Um, it's both. And to do that, it was kind of just like. You know, there there's symbolism of like you know the face being like the clock of the doomsday clock and shit like that. Five minutes to the midnight, which is the end of the world, um, and how that's I think the art style, like what Josh is saying, is like they're using this older form, this pulpy look to actually talk about really heavy stuff. So like at yeah. any point, like you don't feel so depressed, yeah, because like you're kind of just watching, like you're reading, you're like. Okay, well, you know, like, it's still, I still like it. It's still it's just pushing the book. It It's just the book. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, if it was just so dark and drab, it's, like, kind of tough to get through. And, I mean, like, yeah. the thing is, I, I love how, like, even at the end, Adrian Veidt's, like, I am the one who's, I'm trying to take the weight of this awful sin. And he, like, has his hands in the fucking, like, crucifixion, uh, crucifixion pose. pose. And it's, like, he definitely feels the weight of, like, he just took the lives of, you know, millions of people. And, like... Yeah, everyone has their own problem and it's like showing that like yeah heroes can do wonderful things and the wonderful thing I loved about it's all these humans and then one god and it's like all of them are all human and they're all try like the only really extraordinary thing that ever happened to them was that they put on suits and then like they decided to become heroes and then all of their like later on you end up diving in of seeing like why like what makes them who they are so like with Dan it's kind of like he like happily kind of retired but then now that he's retired he realized like those were the glory days and like even then at the uh, end of the book where the newspaper guy and then Bernie the both Bernies mm -hmm. are like he's like you guys are all wrapped up in fantasy and stuff like that like you don't even see what's happening in reality and that was a choice that like comic books they were reading were um, pirates because in that world superheroes were so commonplace yeah, yeah. it was boring to read about them because so they're already they're happening already there. in real life and so like it's kind of a cool thing where like you're you're doing a lot with the, the subject matter as well as building your own world and also seeing how the realistic impact of it has 
shown throughout. So to Ollie's point, actually, of like the boys is a kind of inferior version of what Watchmen is. Technically, everything is. Yeah. And so it's a really hard act to follow. Like even mm-hmm. Kick-Ass is kind of like a commentary on that, but even yeah, that doesn't do as well yeah. as this. Yeah. And like that's just a different shade of it. You know, yeah. it's like it's a commentary, different but it's fun. Yeah. And, and like yeah. boys. It's like the boys, they actually have powers and yeah. Kick-Ass well, and they it's like don't. They, they, like, it's, yeah, they, they tackle different topics. Like, you know, it's it's more heavily about superhero power specifically in the boys. You yeah. know, and then it's a... yeah. That, it's and, more about conglomeration, is, I think. Yeah, and then this is a bit more like deep character and world. stuff, which they do yeah. touch on in, in in um boys in the boys. And it's funny enough, like not to spoil the boys, but Jesus. Uh, the home this Homelander is character yeah. is kind of more in line with Watchmen stuff and I and, and Doctor Manhattan stuff, and that's uh-huh. and that's the character that I'm drawn to most in that show. So it's interesting. That that's Kaylin. I saw I saw the little light bulb go off in my brain. Uh, It's because I I had this. You said kick ass, and then it reminded me of like a very specific period in my life where some of my friends were being superheroes for a little while. There was actually a band of people that were dressing up in costume and putting on masks to like hide their identity. And then being vigilante heroes, they would do everything from like, and I think they were based out of Chicago. Um, but they would have like full like riot armor gear on and they would go literally fight crime or pass out sandwiches to the homeless. There's like, there's that was, one there's that there one was a famous documentary dude. or something going on. There's a, the black dude who's like super famous at like being a hero and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, I remember I it really resurfaced in the news when uh when Kick Ass was coming to theaters. Um, I remember it really surfacing yeah, to the yeah, news yeah. Uh, where people are like, oh, this isn't new. People are doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and I felt like this um, this sparked that in my brain again, but also I feel like it really captured the like, those people who are doing that now or back then, like, is this how they're going to feel 10 years from now of like, I mean, that's know, the thing it about, was childish, it I mean, was blah. That's the thing about Silk Spectre when she says like, no matter how grim the past is, it only looks brighter and brighter while the future looks darker and dimmer. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, the glory days yeah. are gone for you. And then Hollis is the same thing where like he's nothing but regaling. Like pretty much this Talking about fucking, the stories. Yeah, with Dan, he's just like, I'm a fucking loser. I have nothing to do but hang out with my fucking predecessor. But he eats it up. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. also like his book gave him some sense of claim to fame. And but he always asks, like, did you did you read it? You know, like yeah. holding on to the past is just as futile as like seeing a drab future. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so like trying to make it something new is is up to you. And that's why like Dr. Manhattan is almost like it's such a strange kind of thing where he's experiencing time all at the same time, where it's like he's kind of present in the moment, but also present in well, and that's the thing where it's like he's a prisoner of that fact yeah. because he thinks everything's preordained, but it's it's the chicken and egg syndrome where it's yeah. like, if I do this, it just goes back to time. Like he doesn't feel like time can change, even though he goes in a relationship, like he races the end yeah. of it. So it's like, what's the point? The tachyon thing was definitely a favorite part for me where he was like, it's muddled, getting really like, I have to tell Lori nine like 60 seconds ago or something like that where he's like i better follow him in and then like it happens and you're like oh my god ah yeah, ah, yeah. Ah. it was so cool i loved all of the time skippy stuff I, with him i do yeah. like a lot at the end of the book uh, end of each chapter where they have an excerpt from like a celebrity mm-hmm. um the bob dylan ones really got me and also the one yeah. with Albert einstein though where he says if i had known what was come to pass i would have become a watchmaker yeah, yeah, and I was like, "Fuck, man!" Yeah. And then also, it goes part and uh, part and parcel with um, Corey and I were talking about that. Wally was talking like even Albert Einstein had arguments with his wife. Yeah, like, I guess he's some normal guy. 
talking about Osmandi, uh, Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Like, who even has, though he's a god, he still has arguments with his wife. He doesn't know how to. He's he, still human. At he doesn't know how to capacity. stimulate her. He doesn't know right. what he's doing. And it's just like. Well, also, he like cheated on his original girlfriend with Lori, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's still human. Super, super flawed. He cheated on her with a 16-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a lot there's that. like that because the he movie knew, changed. He knew they yeah. He it's, was going to. Yeah. And so he, he didn't he stop to. himself. But he, he didn't stop himself from anything from happening. Yeah. Except when he dried Lori's eyes and then they left. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of a concept of quote, like uh seeing the future where people say that oh, I can see the future or whatever. I think it's been presented in movies or something like that. But it, it's basically like, yeah, you see the future as it is now if you continue... Go to way Christmas you, Carol. Yeah. If you continue the way that these... That wasn't exactly what I was thinking oh, about. Like, next. Thank you. Um, <laughs> With Nicolas Cage. But like, uh, it is. When yeah, he's oh like, God. is this Christmas? Is, it, or can I, is there still time to change this when he yeah. sees his own grave? It's the same yeah, thing. It's not a new concept. But, um, but like, Shout like out with to the, Charles Dickens. Charles, yeah. Charles Chicken. Um, Shout out. With Dr. Manhattan, it's like he's, again, with the human aspect of his personality is like, yeah, he probably could change what happens if he changed his actions. So, anyway. Yeah. But at the same time, he only knows about it because he's experiencing it. He doesn't really know. It's a weird catch-22. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He kind of knows the future, but he doesn't at the same time because he's also just experiencing it in that moment. So in the moment, he's not aware of what's really happening. He's aware of all of the... Times, but he's yeah, living in that not, moment. To him, it's not Does that the make future. Sense? Yeah. So, like, he couldn't have stopped the comedian from getting stabbed and yeah. shooting that girl because it's all happened. He has to experience it first. He can't then stop it. Because yeah. if he stops it, he never experienced yeah, it. Yeah, just like when Lori was like, she it's all happened well, I told him happened. about sleeping with Dryberg and then he got mad about it, but he'd already told me about it. So I was confused because yeah, like, I, I hadn't. Because in that moment, he, already he didn't knew. know. I would right. say this it's really hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally like if you were a two-dimensional being and realized the third dimension, mm-hmm. and yeah. just trying to try to fathom like, it, figure that out while people are like, "Hey, you can do it." Oh, yo, <laughs> yo, not yet, man. There's a whole nother dimension <laughs> to worry yo. about yo. now, bro. Um, <laughs> this is a small one, but Night Owl's costume. Yeah, in comparison oh, the to the movie one, one, I like the movie one in the more. winter. Really, yeah. I do not. I like this one way more than the movie one. The movie one was very like. It's Batman. <laughs> Baby. I thought that about Veidt's yeah. costume. This is such a different, like, original design. I even had that Would realization. I felt the same with Veidt's costume. Yeah. It was very, like, like molded, you know, whatever, latex, whatever. Yeah. Versus, well, that's um, very Snydery. Versus, yeah. Muscles versus, and leather. I thought, I was looking at it, and that. it's got, like, this gold underneath. So he could have done, he could have done both. It could have been the gold, like, super molded stuff, and then, like, have the roby kind of yeah, purple stuff on top. Yeah, but for me, this, especially Night Owl's costume, I, I just thought it was, it's, it's so original. Like, I just, let me see it here. I love the, uh, I mean, love not, the winter. not so much this, yeah, this drawing here, but uh, coat, in the comic, comics itself, like, the cowl, like, how it goes mm-hmm. out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Much more like an actual owl's feathers yeah um i just i dug it because well, you like, like birds i love looking at this and the way he connected with his dad and didn't know i'm just kidding nah. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh but yeah i i i when i was reading this again because i mean i read it after the the movie i was much younger and i was like why doesn't it look like batman's outfit but now that i'm older i'm like i like this it's a stronger choice for me well you can have mm. original things yeah you know so um i yeah i mean i don't know yes okay. i really loved that osmandius likes dubstep Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was just—it was such a dumb, tiny thing that gets mentioned. That's my mole. 
That's my mole, <laughs> but a positive one. Well, we all know what's his problem. So um, uh. I also think there's a lot of drawing. Like shout out to Snyder and his casting. I, there's a lot of shots of uh, Night Owl Inspector that look exactly like the actors they got uh, in the film. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's scary how the much. Uh, uh, what's oh, his yeah. name? Patrick uh, Wilson. Patrick Wilson and some of the art when he's like looking around the the owl mm. is like holy shit. That's yeah. How do they know so many years in advance? <laughs> uh, maybe Doctor Manhattan told them. Um, but yeah, it 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 was definitely like going back reading it now, knowing that actor much more now. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few of them still looked like uh, Ackerman. Ackerman. M- Mal- Malin Ackerman. Is it Ackerman or Ackerman? It's Ackerman. Ackerman. Yeah. Malin Ackerman. Uh, but especially especially Dan. Yeah. The Dan drawings. I was like, holy shit. That old Dan. Yes, Caitlin. Um. So the the thing I wanted to talk about of having watched the movie first and then reading this was I had a a bit of perspective for Dr. Manhattan because I knew like everything that was going to happen and the beats that were going to take place, but I hadn't read it. So I was like, I need to read it, but I already know what's coming. So, so you were Dr. I'm, Manhattan I was reading Dr. It? Manhattan reading it. Or I, I okay. like felt, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I understood the perspective of like knowing where it was, knowing where it right. is, and knowing where it's going to end up. Because you're like at all three of those perspectives at once. That's, I mean, that's also a thing that Alan Moore wanted to have in the book. Is that like you kind of perceive the book as time where you know there's a predetermined end. Right. Mm-hmm. And so no matter what, things are always going to happen and things always will happen and it'll end at a certain point. Right. Even rereads. Yeah. Your documentary. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, moving yeah. on to favorite, favorite characters. characters. Yeah. We yeah. can talk all day about this. Uh, yeah. But favorite characters. So for me, if I'm going to pick two. Sure. You're going to pick two? I'm pick two, baby. Then I'm pick two, too. Top one. Um, okay. And I'll, I'm going to tell you the story. As a kid, it was Night Owl and Rorschach. As an adult, it's uh, Dr. Mahan and Ozymandias. Okay. God damn it. Okay. Well, I know what Corey's is, so we can skip him. Uh, for <laughs> me, it's for me, it's Dr. Manhattan. He's just for, for me, he's he was the most fascinating part of the books. And um I'd be lying if I said that that Billy Credup's uh version of him didn't doesn't influence retroactively my character. Have you watched like, none of you guys have watched the mo- motion uh comic, right? It's on yes. DC Universe. Uh, oh yeah, I did. The voice I, for I him. watched like a couple of them. This, so it's all the same voice actor, right? Because it's like narrating an audiobook style. Mm-hmm. But uh-huh. what the effect they do for Dr. Manhattan makes him sound like Dr. Freeze. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh. Kinda cool. I loved yeah. it. It's kinda cool. Yeah. Um, but I just I I love the character. He's he was the most fascinating aspect of this book for me. Um for me it's same as Tom. I mean, when I was younger it was Rorschach and Dr. Manhattan and now it's Dr. Manhattan and Ozzy Adrian Veidt. Yeah. Specifically, I would say over Ozymandias, like even when he's in his costume, mm-hmm. it's Adrian. It's him. King of yeah. kings. Uh, you know, especially knowing that he like outed himself mm-hmm. as Ozymandias. He's like, I'm just going to tell you who I am, but I'm still going to do all these good things. Yeah. Uh, he started charities and all that kind of shit and like... Gave all of his money away like so Man. that he could start from scratch. You know scratch. what I mean? Like the, knowing, pre, the, yeah, pre-watchman the pre-Watchman is that. Is that story. Oh. Cool. So like knowing, you know, having the appreciation of the... The being older and being like, he's kind of right. Yeah, <laughs> pushed it over the edge. Like, yeah. Uh, for me. So, yeah, Dr. Manhattan and Ozymandias for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that my, like, my favorite as a character will be Dr. Manhattan, but like, from, I'm still going to stand by that. I, like, from a design point, I just really like looking at Rorschach. Yeah. I just oh, think yeah. he's dope looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terrible individual. 
but mm-hmm. I'm like, you look cool. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 look, if someone murdered one of you guys, I'm calling Rorschach, man. You know yeah, I mean? for sure. Yeah. Like, hey, and take, Great everyone, and take everyone else out on the way. Great oh detective. God, <laughs> and he'll just say, no. Caitlin? Um, I was like, I'll pop him some fucking sugar cubes. There you go. Probably Osmandius and Rorschach. Mm. Just because of how like extreme they are. So the two shittiest the, people. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> actually. No. Be, because <laughs> of the like. Shittier. Yes. <laughs> that's true. 100%. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> but like um, the complexities of those characters, like I feel like you get, aside from John or, or Dr. Manhattan, those are the most like fleshed out where you understand fully where their perspective is coming from. Um, and I just thought they were both interesting. I'm not a fan of either of them. I'm actually a little Wait, bit bitter you say? about Osmandius and Rorschach. You're, hey, you're talking about, about John for no, uh, for some reason. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I brought him in to be like, I like him as well. Bye. And we got a lot of his backstory fleshed out. Who are you bitter about? Uh, Osmandius. Oh, wow. I, he, I'm like, I'm upset that I like him. Oh, 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 oh. I'm oh, upset yeah. that I'm like, no, like, I mean that. Care yeah, about Corey's, his backstory and I'm everything. I'm not yeah, upset no. about it. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> he, that's the he, difference between me and Caitlin. Well, that's fine. He frustrates I'm me. Fully Liking a character doesn't mean that you align so with their I, ideas. I understand. It's that you find Lect- the story of that character fascinating. Right. So that's I, I didn't say I don't align with his ideas. Ollie, don't speak for me. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, he yeah, choosing him like me, gives me this weird like. Meh, I don't choose am I him. a bad person? No, the it's just like gazes back. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, and I don't I just like don't want to choose him but i do like but you him, do want to but choose I rorschach i don't want to no i don't i feel like rorschach should give you the worst feeling yeah you literally took the because two he's literally tiers a nazi. of the tax brackets right <laughs> yes <laughs> literally I know. a nazi racist misogynist yeah he's a terrible person that's but i'm wondering why, why it's like invite is the one that gives no, you the bad feeling they they both do oh okay there's you there's only said like picking vite Osmandius bothers me more because of like That's what I'm asking. millions of people died because of him, but Rorschach is on the same level. Gotcha. Just not as high of a body count. Yeah. For and, me, for me, it would be Rorschach only because his Nazism and sexism yeah. did not save the world from Well, I mean war. not at all. I would say it, yeah. at some point, that's like, the only counted how many bodies he might have killed. Yeah, that's true. Like, and that's the thing, it's like he didn't put it out for show, but like they're very close and similar. He started where, killing. Like him, like, and that's the thing where it's like Rorschach, I said it again, it's like he's black and white. So it's like if Rorschach, you fucking jaywalked, you might have killed him. The way him. he killed that guy who kidnapped the kid was just crazy. Dope. Well, he I killed, like he's like well, he, no, he fucking he, he jigsawed. He sawed before yeah. saw. Yeah. His body yeah. count yeah. was two, as far as the police were concerned. Oh, I guess. Yeah, because well, yeah, they, they bring it up answer. at one point. We, we I mean, he probably has killed other people more, that yeah. are yeah. unaccounted for, but he, he just broke a lot it. of fingers mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Either way, they're both bad. So now... <laughs> but are they? For the yes. next, One of them definitely is. For the next part... Yeah, he's an evil garbage bag. For so, the yes. next part... <laughs> we're going to... But qu- for the next part... <laughs> for the next part, though... Which part? The next part? No. But Rorschach... Uh, they know. Uh, is going to be our qualms. Yes. And we're only going to do two Quim per person. Yes. If you'd like to hear more, then join the Nerd on Nation at nerdon.io backslash. And discuss. With and that us. goes for more qualms, more favorite parts, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But we're going to stick to two qualms each um, at most. Could be less. Josh? Who wants to start? Could start? I'm actually going to start it off because I don't <laughs> have I, any. I saw this. Oh. There we go. I'm just going to say that I, I don't have any. Like, but you hated it. On my first time, but I have grown up ah. as a person and have read it what multiple up, Buzz? Shout times. Out. Shadow Buzz. Shadow Buzz. Always say it. You're welcome. And you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? He just said um, something. Doesn't want to take credit anymore. <laughs> Go on. I mean, shout out to Buzz, but I don't know if he <laughs> can take Buzz. credit for this because years have passed and I'm 
Now I'm not clear if he was the one that turned me on to this. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Anyway, he got you on a preacher though, right? Buzz turns me on. So shout out to Buzz. Why the last man? He got me into comics. So shout out to Buzz. Shout out to Buzz. That's the most shout outs one person. Anyway, to infinity and beyond. Qualms for me for Watchmen. All right, Caitlin or Ali. Uh, for me, the only thing that could right, ever really pop up, pop up, pop is off. pop um, pop. I just kind of got a little bored with the paneling, and, he, and I know you wanted to, you oh, want okay. to, you so want you to throw wanna, it down you on wanna, this. Want to hear, throw it down on yeah. you? Yeah, we did a comic book a while ago, throw it down upon and it me. had fucking like unique ass paneling, but you said you couldn't follow it. And then well, I was yeah, like, but, but now we have like the most simplest. It's like he boring. wants he I, has, could be a happy medium. I was gonna say he wants the happy medium. <laughs> Like, um, like, so Old Man Logan. Yeah, had Old interesting Man Logan. That was, fan, that was a fantastic looking book. But this is fine for what it is, especially like the way it's presented. He's not saying, but anything, he's not saying anything against the art. It's it's it's, just, it's the single, it's the vertical. Square, square, It's a vertical rectangle. Square, square, square Vertical rectangle. rectangle, nine panels a page. That is forever. Jesus, Corey. It's we, that forever. We got it. Um, you know what? They never see it on camera, right? There's exceptions. They absolutely never see it. There's exceptions. <laughs> it's basically take a page and draw a giant tic-tac-toe pattern on it, and that's your watchman pa- paneling. There's uh-huh. They combine paneling to make like halves and, and thirds and things like that, which is great. And they have the occasional splash page, which is where the art really shines. But I think that's the few and far between. That is not a, an art, actually. That is a writing. Yeah. But I... I I understand what, what you you're saying. The writer writes that. The, the writer panels, writes. If you get a chance, page. No, if they say three by three. They say this, this. this. Okay, then yeah. Whoever's if responsible. If you get a chance Alan to Moore. actually see Alan Moore, then. a script for a comic book, it's fascinating. Yeah. No, it's the really, only reason really I bring it up, and I'm not saying it's like it's a dumb thing, but like uh, Tom King, mm-hmm. who's done the most recent run on Batman, does that a lot. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people, you have just panels of that, no dialogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, it, it it's maybe it's the best thing for this, the way this story is told. Just it's for so me, complex. But for me, visually, when I'm going through a comic, a little more visual excitement I, um, would be nice. But again, it's, you know, product of its time. Maybe, it's not a comment, but I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. It is very by the books. Right. I, w- I would say, I think what Tom King does differently, which you should probably read Mr. Miracle, he'll do that. And then it'll be a character just on their face and nothing is said until the very end where they say like, I'm yeah. sorry. Because I, I guess I'll put it this way. It doesn't feel like a decision. You know, it feels like you just bought some paper that is like that, and that's what you had to use in a in a weird way. I see like, what you're saying. That's kind of more of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, do you have a second qualm? No. Okay. Kaylin. Kaylin. Uh, that you like Dazzy Manias. We get it. Cool. No, actually, <laughs> your personal um, feelings. <laughs> my personal feelings. No, my qualms were. Oh, I do have a second one. Doctor Manhattan's. Doctor Manhattan's. Doctors Manhattan's. His logic sometimes was like. I don't know. I I didn't. It felt a little forced at times. Specificity. Um, where he was just very like, yeah, humanity's boring and dumb. Yeah, it's really dumb. I get it. Yeah. Um, I just didn't follow it as much. I find it m- boring and mundane. Right, and like for him who finds so many things fascinating, I would think that humanity would be fascinating as well. Which I understand what they were going for with that. It just felt a little too like of a reach. For that to be his logic and be like, your whole thing doesn't matter because I like rocks. Well, I like, mean, the thing is kind of like <laughs> only on this one planet you got like you as humans have this fixation to kill yourselves where other planets have done so well without humans. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so you humans are the problem, not this. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. I, I get it. It just still felt like a, like why wouldn't that be fascinating to understand why it is the way it is well, he, or, or he, ma- make it more of a point of curiosity. And I understand that later on, he's also like, no, I'm interested now. Like, well, the first part is like, I'd rather leave your world to find a less complicated one. And that's right. the thing where it's like, and that's, I think, his burden, right? And then like, you can choose again not to like it, but it's like, 
he's trying to literally be human when everyone's asking him to be human, but also to be their savior at the same time. I'm trying. And then so he leaves because like people want him to answer for like, is he creating cancer? He's like, that's impossible. But then for a second, he doubts it. And so it's like, he still has some humanity. And that's like the thing where Adrian was talking about. It's like, I understood that he had no humanity or he has humanity, but everyone else didn't think that. So I was able to plant all these people to make him think that he caused cancer because everyone else thought it's like, he's a God. He doesn't interact with us anymore. And like the newspaper people talk about that. Yeah. And like at certain points, he talks to your point where it's like, he has such a disconnection with humanity. And so he's isolated in that sense. But in the end, there is that fraction that he still is. Yeah. And right. so like, I guess what you mean, like, I guess what you mean, like the, the logic of it and where, he says human life is garbage, and then at the very end, he's like, thermodynamic miracle is still great. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. and, and I, I understand, like, it's definitely the seeds are planted there for that to be, like, a compelling argument for it. It just didn't sit right with me. Because even when they're like, I'm watching Gluinos be a thing while also trying to, like, have sex with Lori, and she's like, what the fuck? Because um, he's working while also in the bedroom, and that's oh, all. Yeah, I might yeah. actually have related to that a lot. <laughs> um, you ever do something, think about something else? That happens all the time. Yes. And sometimes uh, when also, you're trying to stop nuclear holocaust, you're like, Yeah, honey. can totally, <laughs> totally relate to that. Anyway. Continue your thought, though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so the seeds were planted for that logic to make sense. It just didn't feel strong enough to me. So sure. that, that was a qualm for me. And then also, um, my other qualm was that they did such a good job of subverting so many things. I was just like, more lady stuff. That's actually a big criticism. Mm. Actually, the comic has received is that like they talked about a lot of things, but it's a criticism the, of a lot of his comics, Alan Moore yeah. specifically. Mm -hmm. But they don't get a chance to talk about Sally and Laurel, and it's more right. about their relationship, but also how their relationship is kind of trifled in trauma, right? Yeah. And they don't do a lot to like talk about that, other than the fact that Laurel hates the fact that her mom loves to be like this sex icon, mm -hmm. right? And Laurel yeah. was like kind of pushed into becoming this performer actor. Well, like, her mom waited like in the Hollywood. Car. Yeah, right. So and that's then, it. Yeah. Just like all the ladies, like I would have loved to learn more about Silk Spectre, I think it was. Mm -hmm. One and the, two. The, the one that, that died Old, uh, older before. One? There's, yeah, no, there's two. There was a woman who was gay who was pushed that's out not and Silk got Spectre. killed. That's Sorry. Uh, like her name's like Nash. Silhouette. Silhouette. There it is. Silhouette. Yeah. Um, I like, I would have wanted more of her. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like we could have, that, if she was more in the story, I feel like that criticism wouldn't be there at all. Like, if there was more of her backstory and like her take into things. I think things. you're going to like the HBO show. I was going to say, Probably maybe we so. have a season two. <laughs> yeah. I have a um, feeling of what, of why maybe we didn't get that. And that might be an Alan, an Alan Moore thing. And, uh, and probably so. And that's yeah. like, fine, whatever. It's still really Alan Moore good is for what it is. For, I mean, if you look at Killing Joke, uh, using Barbara Gordon as a, a plot device rather than a character. Right. Which is why like, like I know that it gets a lot of shit, but the animated movie Tried to make her a character. Tried to make her a full character. And I applaud the attempt. Was it executed perfectly? No. But it was a hell of a lot more than Alan Moore gave us. Yeah. Shoot the yeah. girl. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was there to get shot and molested. And that was it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's my qualm is... <laughs> so, all you um, had a second one. I, yeah. The only thing is, uh, overall, and I didn't pick up on this until this time, um, this time reading it, and then also going back and watching like certain pulls from the movie... And the whole story is pretty depressing. Like, there's not ever really a Thomas true like, yes. glisten of yes. hope. Hope, not that I would want to feel happy while reading it, but that I need it for to properly understand the spectrum and and like what's at stake here and like the 
like show me the glistener of hope. So this is relative, like the relativity of it. I would say this is the interesting thing about it. He wrote it in the time where DC and Marvel were fucking flourishing. Mm-hmm. And so like he wanted to write it because he knew that the market only had that. And so okay. like it's interesting to have that uh, critique because it's, I think that's something, and I'm not, I hate to say this, like, I don't want to make it sound like I'm patronizing, but it's like no. it's something that right. like a visitor wouldn't, it's like if you have that feeling, then it's like it's because you're not reading a lot of the other comic books at that time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, I don't get why Deadpool's so good. It's because like no other comic movie is cussing and doing the comedy right. at the same time. Right. Yeah. Like it just seems like the oh, dumb, okay, mindless okay, okay. bullshit. Mm. Like as all other comic movies are. It's like, no, that's very yeah. different than the yeah. Marvel brand has been. Yeah. And, yeah. and like, but it, I, I do believe that it could have benefited from some some of it. Like just to kind of establish a couple baselines for you to be like, oh, like the characters could be here if, 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 I they, can, wa- if they wanted to. If I can argue for it, I think the only glimmer you get of it is probably in the past. Yeah, and that's the kind of like the dramaticness. It's like the future is only dark, and only the right. good things are in the past, which is again right. still depressing. But then it's yeah. like, well, then Stupid, so what are my stakes? Like the characters have a shitty life, and they're worried about it becoming shittier. Like that's kind of well, they're where, worried where about all at. life ending. Yeah, well, that's what I mean, shittier. So like, but it's like it's, <laughs> shittier, it's not gone. like it's <laughs> what are not, the stakes? It's, the there's world, no, the world is at stake. Right. That's there's it. no ever like idea or push to try to make it like a good place. Because well, even the world peace is seen as like negative well, thing by the characters. By the characters that we're following, it's seen right. as shitty, but then yeah. all the people out in the world are kind of like, you know, also it's like, what is the cost for peace? So it is like, you know, like even though you got everything, like, even though fucking we unsnapped yeah, it, we peace, fucking lost Iron Man. Peace and happiness is not the focus of this story. No. At all. Um, and, it, well, actually, if you think about it, it's, fine, a, it's a fucking but, whodunit. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, again, <laughs> yeah. is fine. But, again, yeah. coming back to qualms as far as, like, it's me nice reading out. a comic book, I would, I would like a little bit more of that spectrum, of that kind of, like, what am I relating to? Like, what's relatively this compared to, like, what in this alternate reality, what's, like, actually good? What does happy look like? Tom? What, where's an actual good person? None. None, None at all. Okay, I would be on the opposite end I, uh, of like, when things are too happy, I don't give a shit. Uh, mine uh, is one. I have one. Okay. Uh, and it's literally because of the movie. Uh, the ending. Mm. Oh. I like the ending the of the movie. movie. I like the squid more than Manhattan, Dr. Manhattan or whatever. Uh, oh, but, you're talking about the explosion. Yeah, but I no, we talked about it in the car. No, there, you're talking about Rorschach explosion. Yes. Yeah. What about it? Sorry. Um, in the movie, Night Owl's there to witness it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sorry. And in I was like, wait, what do you the mean? comic book, he's not. Yeah. yeah. Rorschach and the, is and dead the alone. the discussion they have inside Ozymandias' thing before everything happens. Yeah. Not after it happens. Yeah. Uh, it adds a little more weight to it. Um, I mean, I like the reveal that he's like, it's already done. But mm-hmm. it, 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 see, having Night Owl see it and that moment, like, shout out, that was acted beautifully. Yeah. Um, and them having to discuss it before, it's it just like, it added... Another layer to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's such a small qualm for me, but it is one. Every time I read this, I'm just like, man. That's where he like really? drops to his knees, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, no. Yeah. Like, and he like takes he takes his belt. mask off and everything. Yeah. And um it, it's just a really like shout out to Zack Snyder. I would say I would actually say the movie's much more depressing than the comic. Well, I mean, yeah. if you think about a film, you know, I'm thinking about like characters and B plots and things like that. Like you start building this like relationship between these two characters. 
Well, yeah, and, and so like, and to, it, it it needs a little bit of a send off. So I, yeah. I think I think it, I agree with that. Whereas in the comic, it's just that. him and Manhattan. It just, yeah. just over, and then that story never. Well, um, well the resolves. thing is kind of like as you as you already mentioned it. Night Owl starts talking about like the degeneration of what Rorschach Rorschach is, yeah, and the fact that he dies alone like that is a very like sad end because it's kind of like this is the end of the black and white yeah. vigilante justice, and like mm-hmm. we have to make way for like new kind of peace. But the thing is that like Dan and Julie or Laurel aren't even there to witness it. They're yeah. kind of. They're so paralyzed by the fact that they are entwined in something that they can't even handle that they just take comfort in each other. Yeah, and it's like so for for me, it, it's that's my only. That's fair, and that's not even the comic's fault. That's just Zack Snyder being a better storyteller at that point. Yeah. I would say this though: I did like the comic book ending where you find out that the two Night Owl and Silk Spectre go on to continue crime fighting. Oh yeah. And did don't yeah. get me wrong about that. Yeah. I just meant that moment. Yeah. Uh, for yeah, me, it was moment. much stronger. Uh, and I always... Poor Vu. And it's just, you know, my own baggage again. Like, if I had never mm-hmm. seen the movie, it would never be a qualm. Right. But I but have. But did, so but, it is. Well, what it's doing is it, it it's sort of like incepting you into like what it what it could have been like if it had been in the comic book. Yeah. You're like, oh, that, that it's actually... It's much like, much like Fight Club and, uh, you know, Chuck Palahniuk went on record being like, yeah, David Fincher yeah, It's fixed, like you didn't know what you were ending. missing. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, legitimacy So that's my only one, though. Mm-hmm. Dope. Um, dope, dope, dope. So yeah. Uh, so now we go to rate. So who's first? It's me and you again. Me and you. Do it. Cool. I'll Just go first like this last time. week. Uh, I'll go first this time since you did Bad Boys. Yeah. Uh, for me, it is a four point seven. Mm. Four point nice. seven. Tom's um, five. It's uh, it, it 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 is almost. It's pretty close to. I'd say it's. 4.75, but we don't do that. So mm. it's in between a 4.7, Well, actually, we do. And you've given me shit because I've oh, yeah. given Josh shit. But we haven't but... done it for a while. <laughs> I don't want to start it back up again. We haven't done it for months and months and months. Yeah. Hugh Josh. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's between a 4.7 and 4.8. But n- I'm trying to think of all the comics that I've read and stuff I would put higher than this. So 4.7, yeah, I feel like it's safe. Yeah. Five, yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah so I'm so shocked. Got wow. five on it. Oh my god, what? what? I'm, I'm. I got you. Uh, name. My power, well, my no, pleasure, no, my no, pain, no. baby. Okay, who's next? Uh, next would be either Ollie or Josh. Ollie, do it. Uh, mine is a four point five. Yeah. Yeah. Solid, Josh. Dope, 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 dope. I am going to give it a. Oh, shit. 4.9. Oh, shit. Didn't I vote for you? No, I voted for Ollie. I don't know. You voted for Ollie. Caitlin? Bring us home. Here you go, Caitlin. Ollie's a grumpy guy. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) 4.7. I win! No, but... (laughs) I think, yeah, yeah. But Caitlin had the most votes, though, right? Yeah, the comic. Uh, I liked it. It It was good. Tom's the only one who got it right. Yeah. I, I okay. Let me let me let me say a little piece though. I was. Is it really a four point seven? It is. Okay. I was um, gonna say, is it about to change? When when I was getting ready to read this, I was ready to not like it, even though I had seen the wow. movie and what, liked the what story. What made you change? Reading it. Reading it. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So watching. What's that whale's so name in Moby Dick? There's there's. I don't know what it is. I never really got into comics, so comics for me are just some weird mental block. So shout out to Ollie. Hell yeah. Yeah, it it that's just a mental block for me. I just don't really enjoy going out of my way to read comics. But this had it's a lot pretty of pretty much a novel. It's a novel yeah. and it had a lot of poetry to it. And uh I'm I'm a sucker for that kind of shit. Like so uh, to yeah. me, and that's the thing you don't get out of a 12 issue run. Like 12 issue runs that are fucking phenomenal is 
fucking weird because mm-hmm. like how did it go so right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you're able to talk about things from issue one to end issue twelve and just didn't feel like it's like house oh, yeah. and power. It was kind of like oh yeah, it was the beginning and it was the end. There you go. But We're- I mean, just to kind of like speak to that a little bit, these had longer issues. Yeah, and so it's like you can. What's the typical length of a? Twelve issues is one arc. So typically, like let's say I, I mean was, the length of one issue. Oh, uh, it can be twenty to twenty-five. Typically, I could say. Uh, let's look at this. We'll Google it. This one is well, longer. So also, kind of a side note, this is like which I find pages, weird I and funny is I read web comics a lot. Yeah, and so this is kind of prime for you, except the, now you have to turn the page. But <laughs> sort of. No, I don't know what it is. Maybe About thirty-two it's, pages it's because web comic. Cormics. Web comic. I love McCormick. They're a little shorter. So I think just like this doesn't have enough. It's a little too long. It's all fatty for you. It's it's a little too long for me in the form of content that this is for me to like it. And forever and at home, I mean fatty was, as in deliciousness. Yes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Something about like the I've read multiple comics in the past and they're just like slightly too long for me to enjoy and how was this one? This was longer, no? This was These really are each long. about twenty-four to thirty-two, which is the average length of a comic. Right. Interesting. So, so they're so, the same. So go fuck yourself, Josh. Something about that just doesn't. Yeah. No, they're. Not te- my I cup mean, they're they're text heavy, yeah. and they're nine panels a page, which you know. And that doesn't bother me. It, it, it's 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 weird. I don't know why I had such a mental block about reading it, so and it wasn't was like until a, I would got. Would you say would you read more stuff like this? Um. I, I you without gave it 4.7. without some like it's not that I wouldn't read it. It's just I know that I'm gonna have that mental block of like oh unless it's assignment then you won't. Yeah, probably so. Right, unless it's like a fantasy or slice of lifey thing because I really like monstrous and things like that. But so we should do house and powers of ten. Well, because I was gonna say house this, of X and powers for us, of ten. Maybe, we should. Maybe it's superheroes for us. We should. But right. I would say there's maybe it's superhero yes. comics though specifically because I'm, I'm totally fine with other genres of things. I'm gonna take a quick sidecar real quick because I want to oh. recommend this to you on air and say okay. fucking read Mr. Miracle by Tom King because it's about you're one, really on this right now. It's about it's about Mr. Miracle and how he escaped from a hell like planet and he's been a hero. But literally the first issue spoilers for everyone. Uh. I'm gonna say it spoilers for everyone. He uh, commits. He tries to commit suicide uh-huh. because he can't live, and he's trying to escape life. And uh-huh. it talks about all that shit, the stress about that, and it's like uh-huh. fucking great. And I'm like, yo, like all of the fantastic shit, such background shit, and it's so fucking good. Yeah, we got the Eisner Award. Come on, um, but right, back we'll to our grump. Back yep, to anywho, sorry, we, didn't hi. Give, we didn't get to do our shout outs for the Nerd on Nation. Oh, shout out, no, right. Nation. Right. Uh, while the majority of the Nerd on Nation got it wrong by voting for Caitlin, we do have two members oh, who voted for Ali. <gasps> oh. Uh, so we have a shout out to Dana P. Dana. Oh. Dana. Dana. Uh, and, and Andy N. Andy. Oh. Andy's on a roll, yeah. man. He kills it. Yeah, he really is. I think he's Thank you. three out of the last four we've done or something yeah. like that. Yes, know me so well. Or three out of five, which is, yeah. you yeah. know, if it's baseball, that's Didn't get me last a pretty good average. You're still winning. Yeah. Wow. Wow. No you only have me. to hit one every three you go up to be yeah. a Hall of Famer in baseball. Yeah. So mm-hmm. oh. Isn't it a thousand? So. Huh? Yeah, one in three. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. in a thousand. Yeah, it's right. three hundred. Yeah. yeah. So Grump at four point five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You so, fucking swine! <laughs> you did wow. it! How dare you trash this guy? I think you just blew my ears <laughs> yeah, out with that uh-huh. one. Yeah. yeah, don't do that anymore. You fucking swine! There, there it is. There you go. That better. was better. Well, uh, better. Anyway, better. bring us home, Josh. <laughs> Everybody at home. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Stop. You at home, specifically you, specifically listening right now. Listening. You. We're speaking to you. 
Just Thank un- you. I'm Julie, can you, can you digitally zoom in on his face right now? Yeah. I'm going to this camera. God. <laughs> I hate Tom so much. Get in, get in here. Talk to them, specifically you. You. Right now, you. Have you read Watchmen? Have you? Have you read it? It's okay. If you haven't, do it. Check it out. It's, a, it's read, a fantastic read. If you want to read um, it, go to nerdon.io backslash comicsology. Yeah, exactly. Comics. Um, Comicsology. Thank Comicology. you so much for listening. <laughs> if you have read it, let us know your thoughts at, in our social media. You can even email us. We have a contact sheet on our website. Uh, reach out to us. We love that stuff. Um, please share us with your friends, your family. Uh, do all that fun stuff. Uh, the word of mouth is oftentimes the best way for us to grow. Uh Leave us reviews. Yeah, that Give does. Give us that warm, fuzzy feeling in our And it's not tongues. only an ego boost. It actually does. The companies that uh, watch the over the overlords that watch uh, the podcasts, the Watchmen, they when they see reviews and stuff like that, it they actually like helps us. us. Um, you can so like us too. But also, uh, it's feedback, and we like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we are currently. We do have a, a survey out that we are interested in hearing from our audience. Uh, go to nerdon.io/backslash/research. Spell that out. We are so happy to hear your feedback. Thank you for your time. Um, But yeah, that's it. You know the drill. As always, Nerd On! Ending Broadcast.